It's the California Wine Country Podcast with Steve Jackson and Dan Berger. We taste, we laugh, we learn. It is California Wine Country brought to you by Bottle Barn with Dan Berger. Uh, Today, Tom Simino is back and he's presenting Rodney Strong Vineyards. Uh, Winemaker Justin Seidenfeld is here and Director of Communications Chris O'Gorman. Good to see you guys both again. Good to be here. Good to be here. Thank you. So we have a lot to talk about. One of my favorite things, uh, I'm looking at the Rodney Strong website, and this is unique to Rodney Strong uh, Winery, I believe. It says, and I quote, Our story begins over 55 years ago when a celebrated American dancer named Rodney Strong settled in Sonoma County to pursue a second lifelong creative passion, winemaking. You just don't see that much in the wine world. A celebrated American dancer. Well, you know where he learned how to dance? Davis. Actually, it was... <laughs> I'm kidding. Everybody goes to Davis, who's a winemaker, right? He actually danced at the Foley's Berger. He did. Oh, in Pengrove? <laughs> so we've, we've, we've uh, confused Jackson. He, he I'm sorry, on man. Broadway. He danced at the Lido in Paris. He was a dancing prodigy from Washington State wow. as a young man. And... Obviously, always in, into wine, I would assume. You know, then, he fell in love when he moved over to Paris because when he was in New York City dancing on Broadway, uh, somebody came and said, could you bring this dance over to Paris? So he moved to Paris, 24 years old, and then in between shows, he would go down to the great Chateau of Burgundy and Bordeaux, and that's where he learned. He fell in love with French food and wine, learned how to make wine down there, and then brought that back to California years later. Wow. Crazy story, huh? It is a great it's story. A cool story. Yeah. Tom? You know, Rodney Strong, for me, uh, it was origin- when I first came to California, <clears throat> excuse me, in 1978, uh, we were, I was playing music at the time, and we settled in Healdsburg, and we had a big band house up on uh, Fitch Mountain, and we'd rehearse from like 11 to, say, 2.30, 3 o'clock, and then we'd drive down to the Sonoma Vineyards tasting room that had all the chairs and seats, 1978. And we'd taste through everything. They'd pour us everything. So it was, we had no money. We were playing music. Came to California, and, and uh, that's where I learned. That's, that's where how I you cut got my into teeth wine. on wine. Yeah, the yeah. LeBaron Riesling. <laughs> oh, yeah. That vineyard still exists. Is that right? It sure does, right behind the winery. Wow. Anyway, so that was my, uh, that was my uh, kind of getting my toes in the uh, wine uh, world. Everybody, please get right on your microphones. They're directional. And Dan get closer to your mic it's only been what seven years and i still have to tell you every week to get on your microphone uh when did rodney strong pass rodney strong passed about 10 years ago okay yep and he was heavily involved till then right yeah but not in the last couple of years but uh yeah he was definitely involved through the 90s even after uh, tom klein and the klein family purchased the winery in 1989 Oh. Whenever he'd stop by, because I was with Windsor Vineyards back then, and he'd he'd come down to the to the office when we were on the on the green, and he'd come down and he'd be quiet. Everybody would he'd come in and he commanded the room when he came in to do a tasting. Yeah, and his big line was like, "Ah, the Chardonnay is tongue on stone." <laughs> <laughs> He was a legendary guy. I mean, you can't tell the story of California wine or Sonoma County wine without Rod Strong. Yeah. Man, I wish I could have met him at some point. Uh, The winery received the honor of being named Wine Enthusiasts American Winery of the Year in 2013. 
That was a big honor. That was our 25th anniversary of Klein Family Ownership, and so uh, we made a big, uh, big deal out of it. It, it really was a testament to Tom Klein's uh, stewardship of the winery and uh, giving birth to the philosophy of trying to be the best winery in Sonoma County. Cool. And Justin, you're the you're in charge of the winemakers, right? Uh, I'm in charge of the winemakers, the wine growers, the laboratory, the bottling, the whole production of the, of the facility. Wow, and you had time to come in again. <laughs> I did. I wouldn't miss it. Justin is only the third head of winemaking in the over 60-year history of Rodney Strong, from Rod Strong to Rick Sayer, and now Justin. Wow. All right, and Christopher O'Gorman, a great Italian name there. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> Director of Communications at uh, Rodney Strong. Tom? Well, I'll tell you, we've got uh, we've got the rosé in our glass here to start with. And that's right. Uh, Russian River Valley rosé Pinot Noir. Uh, so all of this fruit comes from five different vineyard sites, uh, kind of in strategic locations within the Russian River Valley. Uh, we are very particular about how we pick these grapes for this wine. This is uh, called an intentional rosé, meaning we select these vineyards and pick specifically for this wine, uh, which is a little bit unusual when it comes to producing uh rosés in california uh, a lot of people do a senier based wine meaning they've picked the grapes for a different wine and then they drain off a little bit of juice right at the beginning before fermentation starts and then ferment that out so this the wine started its, itself to be a red wine the alcohol could be you know or the sugars could have been way up to make a high alcohol wine correct and then it and then it turns uh you know, you sonnier, you blend, bleed it off, correct, and it makes a rosé that's out of balance, correct, and that's because you've your intention was to make a different wine, correct. So by intentionally picking these grapes a little bit earlier, like twenty twenty one bricks, we get fresher, vibrant acidities. We have a whole different f- profile of flavors, like watermelon and strawberry. We have floral components like jasmine and rose. Uh, rose. I got watermelon in this. Yeah. So it's, uh, it comes across a little bit more balanced. It's, it's very natural in our process. A lower alcohol, this is only about 12.5% alcohol because of that, which makes it wonderful on a hot day. Um, and I model this after uh, my favorite winery, which is a place in France called Domainat. Um, and I got the privilege to go there and talk with the winemakers and learn their, uh, their philosophies and their processes. And we use different varietals, but a lot of the same concepts. So what production. is this made of? Is it all Pinot? 100% Pinot from Russian River Valley. Dan, so, I, this, this is uh, a unique rosé uh, for me. I uh, think it's I'll, a little light, and I love it. Well, a lot of people are making rosé, as Justin just pointed out, more in the lines of trying to make a very, very light red. This wine is a real, honest-to-goodness, white wine with a little bit of color. So that means that this wine has a lot more delicacy and a lot more fragrance than you're going to get out of some other rosés. Some rosés are a little bit more, I would say, uh, red wine, or, uh, red meat oriented. This is a lot more oriented toward seafood, salads, sipping on a patio. It's just absolutely purely delicious, and you can't say anything more about it. And and with everybody going crazy for rosé these days. This has got to be one of your go-to wines for the year. I really like yeah, this. What, and what's the price on this guy? Uh, this is uh, $25. $25. And it's, Piece of cake. And it's got like uh, $5,000 a ton Pinot Noir in it. Yes, it does. <laughs> <laughs> what it's I hard like, to make a living on Rosé. What I like about wines like this, and, and, and Steve will be completely shocked when I suggest that you buy an extra bottle and stick it in a cellar. 
I think this Dan lay be, it down Berger. I think this stuff's <laughs> going to be fabulous in about two years. Well, that's and actually what we're seeing quite a bit is rosé is becoming more of an, a year-round wine and not just a summer wine. Right. And we're finding it work with Thanksgiving dinner, Christmas dinner, Easter, springtime. And uh, with the type of acidity and the fact that the alcohol is pretty in balance, this, you know, I drank a bottle of our 2019. This is our 2020, but I drank a bottle of our 19 um, last week. And even a year old, it's still just singing beautifully. But we keep this in a screw cap, so it's, and it's the a particular type. It's called a tin line screw cap, which keeps the seal almost perfect. Mm-hmm. So the amount of CO2 and all that freshness is sealed in that bottle. And until you crack it open... It's not going anywhere. Yeah, it's it's really terrific, really delicious bottle. Congratulations on that. Thank you. So, Chris, what's new here? We've got some new stuff going on at Rodney Strong. We do, and right here in front of me is our brand new label for Rodney Strong, and it's something we're calling our rejuvenation. And for the last few years, we've been working really hard in our vineyards, in our winery. Um, we've also done a lot of market research, talking to our partners that own restaurants and bottle shops across the country. And we wanted something that was a little more contemporary. But it's really kind of a change that's across the board from Justin ascending uh, to become director of winemaking, all these changes that I just mentioned. And we're really excited to, to present these for the first time to you guys. Yeah, that's right. Really, why don't we put it up to the microphone so people can see it? <laughs> sure. What do you, hey, Chris, I have a question for you. Uh, did you switch to screw cap on some of these wines intentionally to keep them fresher? Yeah, I mean, that was a very conscious choice uh, we made for uh, our Pinot Noir and Chardonnay, Sauvignon Blanc and Rosé. Um, and that was because um, we wanted to do it for a while. And we sort of felt there may be a touch of a pushback in the marketplace, but consumers are really evolving very quickly in the united states and today wines at our price point and our type of consumer which is an active uh, very active lifestyle consumer really enjoys that screw cap because they can take that bottle anywhere they want crack it open and it keeps it fresh and vibrant uh, all the time and using the various types of uh, liners for those caps gives you the option of deciding how much oxygen should be in the wine or not at all. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, we've worked with a couple of different uh, screw cap producers uh, that allow us to measure what's called OTR, oxygen transfer rate, going into the wine and select specific screw cap uh, liners to achieve our, our target goals. That said, we are still using cork in most of our big reds, in all, in, in our, uh, so Cabernet Merlot, our red blends. So those are still cork and breathe just like a traditional bottle would breathe. So, Chris, talk more about the new stuff and what, yeah. we're, what we're dealing with. We here. also have a new brand tagline, committed to community since 1959. And this is really just putting down um, officially something that we've been committed to uh, for a long, long time, from Rod's commitment to supporting the arts and the local community uh, to Tom Klein really taking that forward a notch. Um, where We have loads of different philanthropic efforts we do. Um, we're involved and we sponsor the Luther Burbank uh, Rodney Strong Dance Series. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, we're really excited about that as well. So it's really a year of change. Um, and we've all been kind of sheltering at home for the last year. And one more exciting change is we've uh, refurbished our tasting room, which just first it first opened to the public in 1970. And we're about to open it back up again for folks to come visit uh, with a total refresh. We've opened the whole thing up and it looks amazing. Any thoughts yet on uh, continuing the Rodney Strong concert series? So that's a great question. We're not going to be doing our big summer concert series that we've been doing for the last 30 years, but we are talking about doing a smaller local Americana band uh, series in the late summer. 
We're just finalizing that, though. Cool. Yeah. I think everyone's itching for live music. I'm big on Americana, so I I like that. Our guest today on California Wine Country with Dan Berger. Tom Simino has brought in the main head of winemaking and everything else, Justin Seidenfeld, Director of Communications. Chris O'Gorman's with us. Uh, Okay, talk about, Justin, talk about this one. So this is our uh, California Chardonnay. Uh, This is a wine that has evolved uh, quite a bit over the last several years. And today we're really focused on cool climate wine growing for this wine. So we've uh, traveled through the state and picked vineyards uh, mostly in Sonoma County, but some sites within Monterey as well as Santa Barbara County, uh, particularly to pop that really tropical character in wine in the wine. And then Sonoma County really anchors it with a lot of great textural components uh, and richness, green apple, those types of things. Uh, still mostly barrel fermented with a section done in stainless steel for freshness and vibrancy. And again, this is a, a lifestyle wine. This is for you to take home, enjoy immediately, and uh, just go go with kind of what we're talking about, which is enjoying your community and your family and friends. And, and, and Tom, like the rosé, I find this Chardonnay unique. You know, you it's know, it's not the, your the same ni- old. You know, the nice thing about this, I mean, if you put this in a flight of of higher end, more expensive Chardonnays, I think this one might. Might take jump the, out. Take, yeah, take the yeah. take the uh, the award or whatever. What year is this, Justin? This is a 2019, okay. and it's, and it's this is delightful. also because of the the pedigree of the fruit. So my philosophy as a winemaker is wines made in the vineyard, and a lot of our philosophical changes that I've tried to impart when I, since I've taken over is really that focus. So this is like the Pinot Noir, great Russian River Valley fruit from West Side Road and and off River Road. Uh, you know, our neighbors are Martinelli and William Salem and Matrix and David Ramey. So those same quality caliber uh, wineries that are sourcing their vineyards are just down the street from where our vineyards are coming from. We've just been working with our growers and owning our vineyards so long that we can put it at a bottle at the price point we do. I mean, the mouthfeel and the, and the acidity, you know, Dan always talks about the acid. Uh, the mouth creamy, rich, it's got, it's got a nice tang. It would yeah. go very well with food, or you could just sip it and, you know, just sit on the deck or walk Absolutely. the vineyard, whatever. And if there's one term to, to discuss our philosophy behind our wines, it's balance. And so if we can make a balanced wine that kind of can pair with food or, or without, um, then we've, we've succeeded in our, in our goals. Yeah. I mean, what's the price on this guy? Uh, about $12. 12 Jeez. bucks. Jackson. <laughs> really? <laughs> front, front, yeah, front line's about closer to 20 but you can see it down close to you know, $12, $14. Um, it's a steal at that price. Yeah. Wow. Well, that's a, you know what? It's a it, price-conscious consumers are driving the price down, and there's a lot of wine in the marketplace. And bringing something as, as high a quality as this at that price point, I mean... It carries on a strong tradition at Rodney Strong. He planted extensively the Chardonnay in the 60s, kind of foreseeing the Chardonnay revolution of the 80s and 90s. So he foresaw that by a couple of decades, planted extensively around Chalk Hill, which reminded him of the soils of Merceau. And Rod's favorite wine were Chardonnays from Merceau. And so we take Chardonnay very seriously at Rodney Strong. Yeah, when, when Rodney planted the first Chalk Hill Vineyard uh, back in 1965, at that time in the whole entire state of California, there was 300 acres of Chardonnay planted. And the vineyard Rodney planted uh, in Windsor, which is in, Win- in Windsor today, was 100 acres. So he added, you know, 33% uh, to the entire amount of Chardonnay. And at one point in time, Rod 
farmed more than a thousand acres of Chardonnay. Mm. And when they created the Chalk Hill Appalachian, didn't they draw? Didn't they redraw the map? Well, he so drew it the map. Included so, his yeah, little yeah, right. little hump outside, really outside the Appalachian. Yep. Yeah. yep. It, yeah. When that was established in 1983, Rod helped draw the Appalachians for not only Chalk Hill but also Russian River Valley and Alexander Valley. So he was really a pioneer here in Sonoma County. He made sure to include his little piece. <laughs> sure. Very cool. <laughs> Christopher O'Gurman is here, director of communications, and winemaker Justin Seidenfeld from Rodney Strong Vineyards. It's California wine country. Dan Berger's here, of course, and Tom Simino presenting Rodney Strong Vineyards today. Tom, what's new with uh, your wines and your grapes and all that? Well, stuff? we're getting we're you know we just did our uh, our blending, so we're going to be making uh, we're going to be making a Cabernet Sauvignon this year uh, that Brenda and I actually picked ourselves. Wow! I, I'm going to I. I trying to decide if i can call it true love or not because she, she said she'd kill me if we ever did it again uh the you guys i actually you know full disclosure i sell my cabernet to, to rodney strong yeah and justin taste that shortly yeah and justin is is amazing because this was a very challenging harvest we all know this last one and you know what when you call justin he doesn't just look at his phone and let it go to voicemail he picks up and, you know, with smoke taint and the heat and everything we had, uh, we needed to be, you know, everybody needed to be a friend, the grower and the winery. And there was a lot of uh, kind of animosity for a lot of growers and a lot of angst. And uh, you guys really uh, came to the forefront and made sure that our grapes were picked. They, you know, tested for smoke tank timely. So thank you yeah, very we, much. We worked really hard this crush. It was the, probably the hardest crush in the history of California. I've heard from a lot of winemakers, not just myself, but people doing a lot longer than me. Um, and we were very proactive, and we ended up setting up, uh, working with five labs throughout the world. I mean, we were overnighting samples to Canada and Australia and down to L.A. and uh, to make sure that we had enough uh, capacity to get results timely. Um, we, were, we tried to be very clear with our growers on kind of the thresholds that we were okay with um, and every decision we made was very analytical you know follow the science and if that science said these grapes are great then we worked with them because our growers uh, needed that support um, yeah. and it, it worked yeah, and, thank and I think you our, our, it worked well because my phone's been ringing off the hook with people asking me to buy grapes from, from them this year because of uh, stories like that that yeah, they heard from it, it's true so we've got this 19 Cabernet coming up 25 cases only. I made one barrel, and I'm, it's so good, I'm going to bottle it. And it's Seminole grapes. Seminole Vineyards, and Brenda and I picked them. <laughs> <laughs> True it's love. California wine country. Dan Berger, Tom Seminole, Rodney Strong Vineyards today, Chris O'Gorman, and Justin Seidenfeld. Uh, all right, Tom. Well, we've got, we've got a fantastic Pinot Noir here that uh, you guys brought in, a very small production Pinot Noir. From the Petaluma Gap Appalachian? Correct. Yeah, we brought this special for, for Dan. Um, this is a Petaluma Gap uh, Pinot Noir from our Blueing Vineyard, single vineyard designate. Um, this is a, a place that's very near and dear to my heart. Uh, it's the newest AVA in Sonoma County. Uh, we became official uh, in 2018 um, after a lot of hard work by a lot of great people. And it was one of the first AVAs that was truly... Uh, distinguished by weather by climate and for me that's important because climate is 
the most influential aspect when you grow grapes. More than soil or topography, climate is kind of the thing that we, we focus on most. Um, and so having an AVA that was strictly designated by climate really gives it that much more founding of why it's distinctly special. Wow, that's good. That Isn't that something? Wine. Yeah. What year is this, Justin? Uh, this is 2019. Really? Hey, you where, know... Where in relationship to Bodega Bay is this? Well, so Bodega Bay is pretty far west. This is the furthest s- southernmost vineyard in Sonoma County, so right up on the San Pablo Bay. Uh, almost if you were to go maybe uh, 500 yards south, you'd hit Highway 37. Uh, so it's way, way down south uh, on the off Lakeville Highway um, and on the uh, western, uh, eastern side of Highway 101. Do you ripen the fruit every year? Very much so, yeah. No problem getting it ripe. It's up on the top of a hill uh, on a little knoll about 275 feet in elevation uh, with two clones planted to Pinot Noir there. Um, and there is a little bit of variability, so because of the dedication to try to make the best possible one we can, we actually... Uh, sugar test every single macro bin we pick so we pick this in little half ton bins uh, and we test every single bin and then we choose how to make our our fermentation tanks after looking at every single bin independently um and i get all my lab interns out there with their little rubber boots and they (laughs) march in the bins and then they pull their juice sample it's it's always on our facebook page it's one of our our most popular posts a year because people love to see a hundred bins scattered throughout the parking lot with you know, five people dancing around. Banging around with their feet. (laughs) So we were talking about climate change at one of your Zoom tastings that I I, uh, was a part of. Can you explain what you were talking about? You did a 10-year average on temperature and rainfall. Can you? Yeah, so the question came from one of our uh, our guests, which was, you know, how is climate change really affecting uh, our winemaking uh, and are we really seeing warming? Uh, And so what we found is, and you look at a 10-year average of average temperatures, we're actually not seeing a significant difference in temperature. So what I say that is, is we plot this out on a graph, and to say you're seeing truly a change in temperature for warmer or colder, it needs to be a significant difference more or less than what you're seeing. And that we're not. But what we are seeing, and what I think is having the biggest impact on how we grow grapes, is the, our water. Our water is becoming uh, lesser and lesser every year. Um, and we're, you know, for example, in the Pataluma Gap this year, we got five and a half inches of rain. And so when you're growing grapes, uh, all, all of that starts uh, when we have bud break. And bud break is dictated by uh, soil temp. And so while our, our soils are not being cold, cooled down by all that great water and our, we're not getting that field capacity or a lot of water in the soils, that's causing our grapes to start growing sooner every year which is allowing us to start harvesting early every year when it's hotter, and therefore that's uh, becoming an ever-going cycle. I remember when I first started making wine, <coughs> starting crush before Labor Day was like unheard of, and you would easily go into November picking. I haven't picked past November or mid, mid-October in the last six years, and we're starting to pick. I mean, last year we started on, on August 8th uh, with our first, first harvest, so... Um, and that's mostly because of water. So it's the rainfall that's causing that. I would say from a winemaking perspective, climate change is being mostly seen in the, our amount of water we're getting, not necessarily on the temperatures we're seeing. Right, that's interesting. That really, when you, when you gave that fact out on, on that Zoom, it just blew my mind. Yeah, I mean, we've had some wet years, like 2017 was a very wet year. Real wet. But on average, across the board, we've seen much drier years over the last decade. Uh, but we haven't seen... Uh, significantly warmer years when you look at an average 
uh, average degree day accumulation, which is how we track temperature. We've got a scientist here, Jackson. (laughs) Well, hell yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Who's making a hell of a Pinot Noir. He's a massive uh, winemaker, and uh, of course he's a scientist. And what's the price on this this Pinot? It's only $30. Dan? Thirty bucks, twenty-five dollars under market. I mean, this is dollar wine staring, staring me in the face, but I'm drinking it. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is—we always try to over-deliver for all of our wines at every price point, and this one. Yeah, but uh, this is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, this is really honestly, it's it's a, a fifty-five dollar caliber wine for masquerading at thirty dollars. That's Unheard of. So where can people get it? Only at the tasting room? Thank you. This particular wine, yep. It's just a tasting room and wine club. Our tasting room is just south of Healdsburg, right on Old Red Road Highway. So wine club. You can order it on our website, too. And on our website. Oh, and the website. There we go. So you don't have to be in the wine club. Correct. Correct. And website is? Mike, you in the building? (laughs) (laughs) Chris, what's the website again? RodneyStrong.com. Couldn't be easier. Um I've been working with Tom Simino on KSRO on the radio since 1992. That's how good he is with his microphone. You need to pull him back more because he's just jumping on everything. <laughs> well, you, you, you know how to work a mic uh, since 1992. Well, I was taught by the best. I taught you well. That's right. But now you just go blaring over everyone else. Well, <laughs> That's uh, SeminoleVineyards.com. <laughs> yeah, pull them back. <laughs> it's all right. Are we about to move to, uh, are we taking a break? Are we, all, we good to the next uh, Cabernet? Yeah, we're good. Ooh. Now, okay, this Pinot, you said it was a 19? 2019, correct. Damn, that's good. Yeah. What's that's the alcohol on this? Uh, this is about 14.5, a little less. Okay. And this is the one that's going to get better. As, as yeah, the years you know, come. the Petaluma Gap, because of the winds we have there, we have a little bit more textural components in, in Petaluma Gap Pinot Noirs than you see in other parts of the county. And therefore, there's more structure and a little bit more tannin. And so they can show great, which I think it's showing great right now. It's definitely my style. But it also has the body and the acidity to, um, to last a long time. And that's in a screw cap. Yeah, exactly what I was going to say. Exactly. A Pinot and a screw cap. Yeah. I like that. Well, it helps a lot because it gives the wine a little bit of an additional uh, time in bottle without actually getting oxidation of any sort. What you're going to get is more development. So when, if you buy this wine today over at the tasting room and pay only $30, which is ridiculous, take it home and you want to drink it tonight, <laughs> put it in a decanter for about two hours before you open it up. Then you'll realize what an incredible wine this is, and then you'll realize that you should have bought more. Yeah, That's a good call on the decanter, Dan. And yeah. splash it into the decanter. And good call on the buying more. Rodney Strong's big at uh, Bottle Barn, our sponsor, I'm sure. You guys, I know. Yes, sir. My buddy Barry does a great job over there. Barry Herbst. Whatever happened to him? He's busy. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> Selling a lot of wine these days. He hasn't popped in in quite a while. But, uh, I saw him this morning. He's still busy, busy, busy. Okay. All so, right. now, our is next this, line, Is this the uh, Tom and... Brenda Lee. No, this is uh, this is cab. not the Alexander Valley. This is Sonoma County. Your Sonoma County 18 Cabernet Sauvignon. Correct. Yeah, this wine is kind of our workhorse. We make more of this than any other wine we make, um, and we like to say it pays our bills. And so, because of that, we don't take it for granted at all. Uh, this is coming from exceptional vineyard sites throughout Sonoma County. Uh, the largest single vineyard site in this wine is from a property called the Cooley Ranch, which is uh, owned by. Uh, 
Crawford Cooley's family. For those of you who, who know it, it's located north uh, of Lake Sonoma at really high elevations of over 2,000 feet. And this Cabernet that we grow there really just exudes structure, exudes power and intensity, and has about 16% of this blend. It lays the foundation for everything else that comes on top. We then bring in our three estate sites in Sonoma and Alexander Valley, excuse me, our Rockaway Brothers and Alexander's Crown, which we make single vineyard bottlings of. But there's plenty of those three sites in this. So between those four vineyards, that's approximately 60% of what's in here. Wow, and what's the price of this guy? $22. $22, and you... And you've got $60 bottles or more or juice yes. in, in it. Correct. And uh, so it's all barrel-aged uh, barrel and oak barrels. There's you know, no mm. cutting, cor- <clears throat> cutting corners. Uh, we also have some grapefruit from Dry Creek and some Knights Valley, Knights Valley Cabernet as well. So we try to bring in a little bits from all over Sonoma County to give you the fruit profile of all the way from blue fruits all the way to dark black fruits and spice components from linden and uh, allspice and clove and nice mocha and vanilla qualities coming from the barrels that we age in. So it's really a wonderfully balanced wine. It's not, I wouldn't say super full-bodied. It's a pretty medium-bodied Cabernet, which is done on purpose because we really want people to consume this with family and friends and not feel that they're trying to um, overwhelm uh, what they're doing. We have Cabernets for that, which you'll see next, some big full-bodied Cabernets. But this is a, a nice medium-bodied wine that can pair well with lots of foods and lots of people. As the boys know, I'm not a big cab guy, but this yeah. is special. And it, it's, it's rich it's, and it's smooth. And it, and, and it, it doesn't hit, slap you in the face no. like so many cabs these days, yeah. to me. The, the big tannin's not there, which doesn't have to be because oh, you're going to enjoy it. This is and sweet. And you know, Justin, what I really like about your style is when I stick the, my nose into these wines, it's not like oak. I can't stand. I'm a grower. You're a grower. I can't stand it when I stick my nose into a glass of wine, and what I smell first is oak. I want to smell fruit, and this is again another great example. Right. Yeah. We're very. We're, you know, we're kind of obsessive about oak at Rodney Strong. Um, we go to France regularly. We we buy our barrels as as futures. We're one of the few wineries that does that. Meaning, we go to the literally to the forests and buy our logs, and we have designated seasoning yards that are just for our barrel staves wow uh we have them in three li- different locations in france and one location in italy and the weather in those three spots is very unique and so that changes the flavor profiles of the french oak that we're using um and we spend a lot of time a lot of money on sh- ensuring that the oak is of the best quality that we can get well it's paying off what do you think of that dan stunning wine <coughs> um impossible to identify the character of the wine based on its price. The price is ridiculously low. This is a really uh, about a $35 wine based on what my last several tastings indicate. Um, the oak character is so well integrated already. So, and it's, it's, it's only three years old. It's not even three years old yet. And it already has show, showed that beautiful integration of oak. So it's going to be a better wine in about six months to a year. I would, if you buy this wine, put it into decanter again and let it open up a little bit because it's gorgeous flavors. You thank guys you. sell decanters up there at the tasting room? We do. We sell decanters. <laughs> we sell logo glassware. And thank you for the kind words, Dan. We crush Cabernet. We take it very, very seriously. Man, that's good. Yeah, we, we own and farm 550 acres of Cabernet in Sonoma County. And one of the concepts of our rejuvenation and what we're trying to redo is how we look at farming. 
uh, we have a, a great guy named Ryan Decker, who's our director of Estate Vineyards. And between uh, he and I, we have really pushed the boundaries of what we can do in the vineyard, uh, assessing every individual block, choosing which blocks are uh, are great and we're keeping, and then uh, getting. We got the family, Klein family, to commit to redeveloping the ones we thought we should uh, we could do better with. So we're replanting quite a bit of land right now, putting in the right rootstock, the right clonal choice, tighter row spacing, and vine spacing automatic irrigation to be much more conscious with our water use reducing that by up to 70 percent with this new technology we're installing nice and really allowing us to be much more precise on a vine by vine basis versus a block by block or acre by acre Mm -hmm. and that precision shows up in the bottle in spades Chris, talk again about the tasting situation these days. At yeah, Brandy thank Star. you. Thank you so much. In addition to the new tasting room, which we're excited to open up to the public. Um, when now, is that going to open? Um, it's open now, 25% capacity, and we're okay. looking at doing a, an event later in the summer as regulations allow. But outdoor seating on our terrace in the expansive concert green where we can seat 1,000 people during concerts, um, that remains open and extremely popular. We have tables at extreme distance, 30 feet apart, so it's one of the safest, best places you can go. Uh, tasting in wine country and since the concert series after 30 years won't be happening again this year at rodney strong you mentioned something about an americana series where would that be yeah that would also be on the concert green but that's something more for local families kids are for free um and people it's going to be bring out a picnic lay out a blanket just something a lot more casual and uh, we're, we're finalizing that right now. We hope to announce it in the next few weeks. Okay. Well, but keep, in the meantime, I'd keep love... Keep us in mind because I, we have just about every major uh, Americana person on, on Fridays, on the Friday Drive Live. Uh, and I'm sure many of them will be performing and uh, we'll get them in. We'd love and, to. And Maybe we'll do an in-studio in, in performance announce it. Oh, we That'd do it every cool. Friday. So I love it. We didn't for a year, but we started about six weeks ago. And, and now every Friday we're back with live music. That's in, in the studio. It's great to be vaxxed. <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, it is. <laughs> so anyway, as, we're, as I'm sniffing this beautiful Alexander Valley Cabernet Sauvignon. King it has your cabs. fruit in it, by the way. Yeah, I, I, Does this I, have Seminole vineyard in Seminole it? It's got Seminole in it. And you know what I was thinking? I'm, I'm, I'm noticing that nice dark cherry and little mocha that we get from those, you know, my, my, my clone seven and on 453, 4453. And, that, and my oldest part of the vineyard. That's a geek alert. Yeah. Oh, God. This we, is we don't actually use that rootstock anymore. I'm sorry, Tom. <laughs> well, it, it's still in my vineyard. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, most of it is 339. But anyway, uh, this is delish. Thank you. Yeah, so this is, uh, you know, we're going from Sonoma County Cab, which you, we had in our glass before, which is really a beautiful uh, experience of Sonoma County. So we have Cooley Ranch, which is just a majestic rural vineyard. Yeah, I'd love you that. You have Knights Valley, you have Alexander Valley, you have some, a little bit of Russian River Cabernet in there. And now we're focusing down to hillside vineyards within within Alexander Valley. We're really exemplifying the Alexander Valley characteristics, which a lot of people find is some cool dusty qualities, really dark black fruits like black cherry, black raspberry, cassis qualities. It's got more unctuous, it's bigger, more tannin because it's hillside. Uh, longer skin contact time. We're going up to 21 days versus 14 in the previous wine, so it's more uh, powerful in your in your palate, and it's really a big, great steak wine, burger wine, 
Um, it actually works really with lamb. I actually had lamb oh. two days ago. Oh God! Yeah. I got a gift from uh, from a friend of some uh, uh, lamb from Supreme Farms, which I guess is the largest American lamb farmer in the country, which I didn't know until they told me. But it's delicious lamb, and uh, I actually drink it with this. This is my favorite wine of our newest releases right now, our 18 Alexander Valley Cab. And this is not a cab that slaps me in the face, which is no, you know what it is. No, no, no. I like this, and boy, is that a food wine! It's it's so smooth and rich, and the mouthfeel is is unctuous, and but it it's mouth filling. It but it's not overly tannic. We worked really hard in the last several years um, on our what we call our our, our maceration plan, our tan, how we how we put the wine in contact with the skins, which is where the tannin and the color is. Uh, the, the Klein family gave us well over a million dollars to install uh, automatic pump-over systems on every single tank, which allows us to be that much more precise with uh, how we do things. And again, part of our rejuvenation and innovation is we actually invented an app for that, so I control the winery from an app on my phone. Um, and so what that allows me to do is schedule things down to the second, which is important because we want to extract what we want, and we don't want to extract what we don't want. And when you say do a 20-minute pump over to a cellar worker, they might do a 27-minute pump over or, or an 18-minute pump over and not extract enough or extract too much. By having everything controlled by me, if I make a mistake, it's my fault, but I can also do exactly what I, I have in the back of my mind. Wow. And if I get an alert in the middle of the night or if I'm walking a vineyard and I have a hot fermentation or I have something going wrong, it alerts me on my app, and I can actually go in and manipulate the winery from wherever I'm at, not just monitor it. Wow. I can change things oh, and incredible. fix the problem real time. <laughs> so, again, that precision and that accuracy is extraordinarily important because there's so many wines in the world. When you go into Safeway and you see that wall of wine, people want to buy Rodney Strong because we're paying attention to those details, and 50 details that we paid attention to add up to a big change in the bottle. People and don't quite understand temperature during fermentation is critical. Huge. Correct. If you talk to any great chef, temperature and time are the two most important things to making great food in addition to great ingredients, and that's the same thing in wine. Temperature and time are critical. So the timing of pump overs, the timing of picking the grapes, the temperature in which we ripen, and the temperature in which we ferment in, all are extraordinarily important. And we want to make sure, as we rejuvenate our brand, that those details come across in, in our consumers' glass. Yeah, and Chris, talk about rejuvenation. Yeah, well, again, this is this thing that we've been talking about with Justin and the new team. We call the Now Generation at Rodney Strong. All this work we've done in the vineyard, um, Tom and the Klein family um, investing back into quality in the vineyard and in the winery. And this all com- culminating in these brand new labels and these great wines. And uh, the future is now at Rodney Strong, so come check us out. RodneyStrong.com. 